Hey babes, welcome back to another episode of Mimosas with Mother and Daughter. Today you have your special host, Mari and... Lavinia. All the way from South Carolina. And today's episode is going to be a doozy. Maybe not. Well, I guess it would be funny if it's a doozy because this conversation is about hard conversations between mother and daughter um and this is gonna be pretty much me asking my mom about how did she handle these conversations with me and me giving my perspective of how did I go through these conversations a lot of these conversations I believe I initiated myself it wasn't even like well I'm pretty sure that's usually what happens kids ask you questions and you just like oh oop, there it is I gotta (laughs) I gotta ask these questions I gotta answer these questions but I want to know, Mom, what was the first hard conversation that we had? And I honestly think it's when I called you a bad mommy and you showed me what abuse really was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy that I wasn't traumatized. I don't know how old I was, but I don't remember the images. So it's not like I was traumatized from this. I was just traumatized enough to know like she's not a bad mom <laughs> yeah um uh, i want to say maybe it was like about four five okay not that bad yeah yeah because uh, we were in quincy mm-hmm. and street, detroit, for those kept, that don't know yeah <laughs> you kept saying that you kept saying that and i was like okay you know kids will be kids and then you kept saying it, you kept saying it. i was like you know what, I've had it, you know, here I am doing my best, sacrificing, doing everything, and don't get me wrong, you know, no no shade or whatever, but it was still going in my mind. I'm doing, I'm working, trying to go to school, doing this, taking her to school, losing sleep, losing my lunch break, and her dad ain't doing sugar honey iced tea, and I'm a bad mom, you know, that's all of that kept going through my head. And then that, when you, that was like that one day you said it and I like snapped in my head, I snapped. And I was like, oh, I'm a bad mommy. I'm gonna show you what a bad mommy is. A bad mommy is somebody who don't feed their kids. A bad mommy who hits and abuse their kids. A bad mommy, you know, just running it all down or whatever. Um, and then you kind of like looked at me with your big old eyeballs. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but your eyes are so big when you get so, when you get shocked and get stunned. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> they already big anyway. And then they just get bigger. <laughs> they just get bigger and then at that know? age, when like at one point, I felt like my eyes were like bigger than my face. Yeah, so... <laughs> And I think I showed you, I didn't show you anything graphic, but I showed you like a mom abusing her, uh, or it was, I think it was not necessarily a mom, but maybe a babysitter uh, abusing a toddler. Um, and then I think, um, I don't I don't remember any other images that I showed you and I said, that's what that's what a bad mom is. That's what a bad mom does. A bad mom abuses their kids, neglects their kids. Um, and I said, as long as I am living, I will never abuse you 
or misuse you. I will never abuse you where you do not have a place to live. I will never abuse you where you do not have food to eat. I will never abuse you where I'm just hitting you because I don't have anything else better to do but to hit you. And when I said it like that, I wanted you to differentiate. I'm sorry. I can't say that word either. Um, you could just say differentiate the difference between being hit by abuse and being hit as far as being um, a whooping. And then at that time, I was like, well, I don't whoop her anyway. I put her on punishment or take stuff from her. But yeah, I think that was that was kind of tough um, because still as a parent, you still be like, how can you let your four or five year old understand the difference between a bad mommy? And I did tell you, I was like, and just because I don't allow you to go somewhere or to watch something or to eat something does not mean that I'm bad. It's a reason. And I was like, if you want to know that reason, ask me the reason why. And I will try to explain it to you the best of my ability for you to understand. Yeah. And yeah. I think that kind of changed the dynamics with everything where when I would be like, no, you can't do that. And you'd be like, well, why I can't do it? And yeah, that's you know, when I just started. I think that's what started me to feel more comfortable. Be like, oh, I can ask. Like, it never dawned on me to just ask. <laughs> like, it, yeah. like, it never dawned on me to just be like, hey, why don't you just ask? Why not? Yeah. So, and I think every time it was... No, you can't, you know, always gave a reason behind it to to prevent, actually to prevent you from asking why. <laughs> and so and, and there, in that way, you already had an understanding. I know sometimes I played that game and I don't want to say, I shouldn't say game. Sometimes I play that um, because I said so. And I didn't like that when I was a kid. So I was like, I'm not going to do that to her. But I think I did it to you one time. And I just did it just to see how you liked it. And you didn't like it. You looked at me. And I was like, yeah, that wasn't cool. So I was like, hey, you know, let me explain to you why. You know, because telling a kid, no, you can't do or no, you can't go outside. And the kids said, well, why I can't go outside? Because I said so. Well, okay, we know you said it, but why? Yeah, and I feel <laughs> like, and I also feel like, because I said I wouldn't, I, would, I don't want to do that with my kids when I when I have yeah. kids. And it's like, I because this is my reasoning behind it. I just feel like as parents, we have to understand that we are our kids' first teacher. So they yes. are, they do not understand everything. They do not know everything that is going on. So just saying, because I said so, you are failing to teach them. You are failing exactly. to get them to understand, well, why? So exactly. if it's like, don't touch the iron, why? Because I said so, you're failing to teach them, no, don't touch the iron because it's hot. You can't go outside before 12 o'clock. Why? Not because I said so, because... It is too early to be outside. You need to spend the like get just get whatever reason you have. Like it's just it's more than more reasons than to just say yeah, because I said exactly. so. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, it, it's it's um uh, I I think you know I'm not saying you know parents should explain everything all at once, but giving a reason and um to where their to where their minds can understand it you know 
explain it. Right. You know, just full out, just explain it. You know, and there's certain things, yeah, you don't want your kid to know at a certain age, but certain things that kids need to know. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think the next hard conversation we had was about death. And I think that's because yeah. I was, uh, I watched Lion King and I remember the day that it actually hit that Mufasa died. Like, I remember the day I was like that I actually knew what death was like I understood it and I don't actually remember the conversation we had about death I just remember that that movie like made helped me understand that oh when someone's dead they're they're gone like mm-hmm. that's it and I just yeah. no I just remember crying <laughs> like I don't remember nothing else but crying and yeah. I remember you saying like oh you un- you actually you understand what death is now and I'm like, yeah, and I don't like it. And I don't think yeah, I could watch it. I, I don't think I was able to watch Lion King. Like, for a while. For a while. <laughs> for a while. I was yeah, able to watch yeah. Lion King 2, 3, yeah. but the first one, no, I wasn't able to watch it until they did the remake with the Blu-ray yeah. disc and a DVD. Like, <laughs> that's how long it was. I was scarred. Yeah. That. <laughs> I mean, even if I'm sitting down talking to your talking to, I'm gonna just say like a six year old, a seven year old, a five year old about that. Um, you know, you explain it to them once again in the sense that their minds can understand. Um, I remember when I first experienced that, it was one of um, um, Grammy's um, husband, his name was Mr. Jackson. And I remember him getting sick um, with leukemia. And I remember when he died because the house was filled with so many people. Um, And I remember when Mama, um, or Granny, um, came and she was like, you know, she, I don't remember what she said verbatim, but she was like, Levine, you remember how we go to church and Reverend Nix um, says, um, and I don't remember anything really after that, but she was just like, well, Mr. Mr. Jackson is in heaven. I was like, in heaven? I was like, oh, okay. So, in my mind, and I'm going to say Mr. Jackson died in 74, 75, so once again, I'm like about five or six, okay? And I was like, so when you're no longer here on earth, physically where I can see you, you go to heaven. Right. So that's how, you know, like I said, I don't remember her exact words, but that's how my mind took it as. And so I'm like, okay. And that's how she explained to me how, you know, death was. Um, and then when I went to to the house and I seen Grammy, you know, she hugged me. She was like, he's gone, Levine, he's gone. He's not coming back. And I cried and I hugged her, you know. Um, so, and Mr. Jackson was like a great grandfather to me because I did not know um, Smitty, who was Granny's real father. And then um, Big Tim, who was Cynthia and Little Tim's um, and um, father, which is Timberly's grandfather, mm-hmm. so he was the closest thing to me as a great grandfather. Yeah. Um, 
so and then of course as I got older and going to having to go to funerals you know but experiencing that first one you know mama was the one who's you know told me or whatever yeah you know so and I think with you you experienced it of course with a cartoon but your first experience was your grandfather and I yeah. think that's With when, that. yeah, I was eight years old. And, so, so you knew. Yeah, you it's know. like, I would say it's crazy. Like, I remember being a kid, like, being just very mature. Like, that's, like, that. I just re- remember being very mature. Not because my childhood was taken from me. No, I was like, it's like I knew when to grow up or, like, to act mature, and I knew when to be a kid. Like, I knew those placements. So when it came to handling stuff like death, it was like I knew it was okay to be sad, but I always, it's like I think you told me or whoever told me, like like I said, I don't remember the conversation about death. It's like I just knew what it was just from the cartoon. And I just thought of it as, oh, they're sleeping. They're at peace. They're, yeah. And I remember you explain. I do remember you explaining it when I got like 10 or 11 because I think I had, I had said something. I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but you had said, well, when, you know, when people die, all of their illnesses, they are gone. Like, it's all, they're cleansed. They're back to their youthful self. They're, they're you know, everything that they and, went and, through. And, and now that you said that, that's how mama explained it to me. Yeah, so, and yeah. I and I remember that, but it's like, it, it I guess I, ne- I just always understood what it was. Like, you're not with me physically but you're but but you're okay so i always i never looked at death as very scary it was just always like oh and then as i got older i started to look at death as oh you completed whatever you needed to complete on earth you fulfilled your purpose so now i look at death as when you die well when you die of natural causes not when you're murdered or not when you're killed but when you're when you just die Mm -hmm. of illnesses or you know, something happens. That's because you're, that you're was done. your time. Yeah, your time is up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now let me ask you this, and I know you was young, but mm-hmm. I know some kids say they remember things. Mm-hmm. Grammy passed away when you were about two. Mm-hmm. I don't so remember. You don't remember that, okay? Yeah, okay. no, I don't. The the I remember going to funerals before my great grandfather. Like, okay. I remember going to, I think it was, when When did Uncle Tim die? Because um, I think it I was his funeral. About, I want to say you were about three or four. Okay, so that that's the first funeral that I remember. That's the first funeral I remember okay. going to was and, Uncle Tim's. And I remember walking with Granny. And then okay. I remember Aunt Manuela's. Because Aunt Manuela's was before my great-grandfather's. Yeah. And then, yeah. so it's, I don't want to say I was prepared, but I had but, a, okay. right, but okay. to lose my. Grammy's was the first funeral that you, that, that yeah. you went to. Yeah. I take that back. I take that. No, Aunt Mania Willis was first. And I would say Aunt Mania Willis was the ones that I was kind of hurt. Like the first one I actually felt something because I didn't know Uncle Tim. But Aunt Manuela, because of the fact that yeah. I went over her house for the summer, like, and I got to know her just that little bit, I did feel hurt. My great grandfather, my great grandfather's funeral was the first funeral, the first death that actually, like, okay, now I can see how death actually really hurts because, mm-hmm. yo, like, 
this is my man's. <laughs> like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, because you were seeing your grandfather babe, almost every weekend. Yeah, like that was, so, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like that was like the love of my life. Like, honestly, like yeah. they say, like, your dad is your, the first love of your life. Scratch that. My great grandfather was the first love of my life. And yeah, then my like, dad, then my dad yeah. jumped in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, your, your, I have to admit, your, your great grandparents, uh, they love seeing you. Yeah, so, and yeah, then. Yeah. I, that's why I think, like, with losing Granny and even losing Nana, Nana still hurts. But even, like, with losing, like, because I've experienced death gradually to people who are closer to me, it's like I've, I just always be like, well, they're in a better place. Like, I'm, I'm more at peace with knowing that they are happier. You know what I'm saying? That their yeah. spirit is free. Yeah. Like, they're so, yeah. like, their body on earth isn't here. But once you get the understanding, and this is something I really want to teach my kids, like once you get the understanding that we are just energies and meat sacks, our bodies are not meant to be here, but our spirit will always, the always essence of us here. will always be here. So yeah. as long as, if I want to, if I ever want to talk to them, I can. I just have to sit yeah. really quiet and call out to them and I will feel them. So yeah. that's something that I do want to like teach my kids. And I'm happy that I got the understanding of death so young like that's i am happy for and i still mm-hmm. was able to enjoy my childhood no morbid nothing like it not like it ruined my childhood i still had a very right. good childhood right. Right. so you can yeah. yeah so and i just feel you know just my mind was open with me yeah but, you know some things and i just felt okay that's what i want to do i did not want to have a one as a parent I didn't want to be hypocritical two I did not want you not ever knowing right Um, and learning it from someone else and learning it from the school because yo I remember like because you you have you had me hip to everything and this is kind of a good segue to this third question but you had me hip to everything to where I went to school and people would try to, like, say stuff. Because, you know, kids, they think they know stuff. And they be trying to tell you stuff. And you'd be like, nah. Like, so the, the next question is, how did I approach, you know, how did you, how, how did you approach um, the question of when I asked you where did babies come from? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, um, it's not the Rona. She just have a dry throat. <laughs> exactly, that's all it is. Um, you know what? I, it, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel I'm like just, no I, parent is ready for that no. question. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that. But I also knew, and maybe I'm just weird like this. Hey, I'm a parent. I know all of these things are gonna come up. You know, so I was like, well, I'm going to start teaching her early. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not, this is, this is so, this is so honest. When you were two years old, I started teaching your body parts. Yeah. Like I knew, and it wasn't like, I mean, we did have like, 
you taught me what a vagina and a penis was, but we did because vagina was such a big word. We did have a special word for it at home. Exactly. But I still knew what I knew it was a vagina. Like I knew it was. It's just like imagine a two year old trying to say vagina. Right. Exactly. So yeah, at two years at two years old, I started teaching your body parts, and every weekend when we was together, we went over everything. And as time went on, like when you were three, I taught you something else. When you was four, you know, when you, but mainly when you went into school, you taught me like bad touch and good touch, bad touch, touch, good touch, everything. And at that point, I just didn't want to be touched. After you taught me what bad touch was, I'm just like, don't touch me. You can hug me. But I really don't even want you to do that. Um, we we had a we had a code for when people came to pick you up from school. You know, yeah, it was our, it was my sister's name because it's like if you don't didn't know, d- exactly. if you didn't know who that um, who she was, then yeah. And I think finally around six, when you were six, I was like, you know what? I was like, you know. I, I thought about it and I prayed on it and I was like, you know what? I was like, it's crazy out here. People are crazy. I was like, people are snatching these babies and I was like, you know what? I was like, I got a tip teller and I even went to Nana and and she was like, mm. <laughs> she was like, yeah, but. I don't think you should tell her all of that. I was like, Mom, I was like, I don't want nobody coming up to her and saying, um, I'm a, um, do you want some? And I'm sorry to our listeners. Um, warning, want- warning. This right, part warning. is a little bit graphic. So graphic, if you have yes. children around, please cover their ears. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I said I don't want nobody to ask her. Do she want to suck a cock? And she's thinking it's a popsicle or a sucker, you know, um, because she's never heard that word before. Because believe it or not, although I was teaching you, you were still sheltered a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and then it was like, well, yeah. I don't want to say I was sheltered. I was raised accordingly to age. I was raised appropriately. Okay, that'll work. That'll work. That'll work. Okay, that will work. So she was like, yeah, but, you know, I was like, I'd rather know her every freaking slang to every body part. So when some nasty boy come up to her and say something nasty to her, she knows exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, I said I would just deal with the repercussions afterwards. And I would say I this, and I would say this: if a, if some listeners are thinking like my mom was overdramatic, I'm gonna be honest. I remember being in six. I remember being six years old in first grade, and that's when boys started hitting you on your butt. Like that's that down. Mm-hmm. That was the reality. Like I remember that. I remember boys and girls having crushes on each other. I was. I remember. I don't remember girls and boys like having like kissing but i do have friends that have told me like i I had my first kiss in kindergarten i'm like what What? like what i didn't have my first kiss i was in fifth grade and i still think that that was too early but it was like the boy who it was and i'm like (laughs) the boy who it was i want to tell you mom afterwards (laughs) it's really funny it's honestly hilarious Okay. I want to text it to you because it's so funny. And I think I've never told you this. Okay. So, by the time you were six. Oh, my God. Why? I don't want to.
want to, like, if he was to ever listen to this, I don't want to, like, embarrass him or nothing right. like that. But, yeah. Yeah. That's why when he, that's why when he showed up at the dance school, that's why it was so awkward. Because it was like. Uh. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. No. So. That's when I started telling her, okay, this is your vagina, but your vagina can also be called the P word, the C word, um, and the C word is not C-O-C-K, but, you know, or it can be, you know, that's when I started telling you the, the, the real name in the, in the dictionary, the uh, um, scientific name is That's called a vagina. Yeah. But the slang for it is, and I ran it down, A, B, C, D, F, G. <laughs> and and y'all, you guys will be very, like, some of you may be like, oh, like, how did she understand this? I took it very well. It was like, very okay. Well. Like, I didn't, like, freak out. I think I probably just went and played. I don't remember the conversation. Let me tell you that. At 25 years old, I don't remember this conversation. So I'm just assuming that I probably just got up and went and played with my toys like nothing happened. I mean, because I did ask you, like, did you have any questions? You was like, no. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. And, and that's <laughs> it. You know, and it never came up again. So right. I was like, okay. You know. And that's when I, and, and, and even doing that, that's when I was like, that is still bad touch. No one is supposed to touch your vagina. You are not supposed to touch no one's penis. And no one is supposed to touch your breasts. You know. So that's when I started reading. And I was like, and no one is supposed to put their hands on you. Period. No one is supposed to touch you. Period. Without your permission. You know, that's why so. when that's why like when boys did start hitting like on the butt, like I would say this: being a kid, you know, it's just kid stuff. So it's like you didn't take it as harassment, but it was just like even then I would be like, "Don't do it," like right, just just no, <laughs> or right. I would like scream, like I would literally just scream, like, right. ah! like exactly. please, no, exactly. I don't like Definitely. to be safe. <clears throat> so when so did? Huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, so it wasn't a hard conversation. It was just, should I or shouldn't I do this at this particular, is this an appropriate time? But, then, you know, and I was at that time when you was coming up, that's when um, it came into, that's when the world started noticing um children's behavior being kidnapped you know so yeah yeah and i will also say too what i've noticed as being an being a nanny kids are way more innocent nowadays which i love like i love how innocent kids are nowadays so nowadays we might not like you still should educate your kids obviously but it's like at the same time because we are so more aware and kids are so much more innocent it's like Mm -hmm educate them gradually yeah just gradually but this goes and as a parent and as a parent you should know if your child is mature enough to handle things yeah Um, you don't want to overwhelm them yeah 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 definitely yeah so when did you know when to entry so when did you introduce the puberty books you were about 10 
I feel like I was younger than that. Wasn't that like mm -hmm. nine? Um, <coughs> um, maybe you were nine. Cause I feel like it was before my period. You started when you was ten. Oh, yeah, you did start when you was ten. So yeah, it was. It, yeah, because I knew, because I knew exactly. Yeah, because I knew exactly what was going on, which yeah. is great. And yeah. that is something that I like. Want to just recommend to everyone. Those puberty books helped me every, with everything. Like, I I read them religiously, like over yeah. like front to back. I think I had like three or four of them, and I yeah. read them religiously front to back. And it was just like, yeah. oh, this is what I do. The only yeah. like the only time that I got freaked out was like the tampon stuff yeah. with the period, because I'm like, yeah. you gotta do what. And you gotta put what inside that. of what? Like, I remember that. And when you showed me that, I was like, Lamar, don't worry about that. Worry about that when you become a teenager. <laughs> when, when you become in high school or when you become, um, go to college. I was like, don't worry about that right now. If you don't feel comfortable with that, don't worry about it. Because I said, most girls your age don't even start off wearing tampons anyway. So yeah, don't even like, worry about and it, and that was like, and that was a question that I seen on social media. Like, do you, like when your daughter starts her period, like, do you immediately introduce her to tampons? And I'm not gonna hold no. you up. No, no, I'm not. Because if no. I started my period at two months after I was ten years old, you get me ten, ten. So that means that my daughter might start at ten or eleven too. Right. So what do I look like breaking a ten or eleven year old hymen for a tampon? For that. Exactly. First, let her get over the trauma. Right of of bleeding. Doing this. Like because like I will be honest. Because I'm gonna be honest. I I was on the train of okay. This I'm this is why I was on the train of having a period. I was on the train because I was like, oh, I can't have babies until I have a period. And I even at ten years old, I knew I wanted to be a mom. Like not then. But I knew if when I grew up, I wanted to be a mom. So I'm like, okay, if I have to bleed to have a, to be a mom, okay. Well, first I had to get over like, wait, I had to bleed to be a mom. I thought I could just be a mom. <laughs> and then it was like, all right, fine. If this is what I have to do to be a mom, whatever. And then the third thing, I didn't realize how long I was going to be bleeding at that point until literally this year. I was like, I have been bleeding for fifth. 15 years <laughs> 15 yeah. long years and i have like another 25 to go yeah like what the hell yeah that yeah. that i don't think you should have included that in the conversation you, you on the conversation was only here are your options pads panty liners tampons this is how you use it this is your calendar to keep track. I'm going to get you a little container to keep this all in. This is, you know, because because yeah. I was so aware of what it was, it wasn't. Like, I didn't think I was dying. I didn't think I did something wrong. Like, I literally went to my mom and said, this is my period. I, I started my period. Like, what yeah, are we going to do? I was crying a little bit. I was crying because, one, I was cramping. Two, it was, it was traumatizing. I was bleeding. Yeah. And then yeah. three, God is funny. I just came from church. Yeah. From a play. <laughs> from a play to called yeah. to hell and back. 
God is hilarious. God is literally, I swear. He because that's that's exactly what you go through. Bro, it's like I, I'm not gonna lie. And I call like for those of you who know me personally, I call God Big G. Like that's that's Big G to me. Like that's my Big G, my OG. God is Big G. And every time I start my period, I always say Big G. Why did you have to make me start at that play? to hell and back like yeah. am i a joke to you like like do you just like to like you just want to have a funny like <laughs> that's, that's that's not funny but it's funny <laughs> it is i mean i can laugh now but i didn't yeah. bro to hell and back yeah. i don't know if they still do that play you know that's funny i do probably not since the pandemic but uh, probably so yeah. yeah and i don't like man it was so much. <laughs> just upset. Yeah. Now thinking about it, it's like I'm upset, but like I'm not upset. Just funny. yeah. But yeah, I definitely recommend puberty books because of those books is why I was able to like just come to you and be like, hey, I'm bleeding. See, I started my period. And let's do this. Let's let's let let me say the reason why I bought the books. I bought the books because. I'm, I was working and I was not always there and I was like she mm. may not feel comfortable going to no, uh, Nana no, absolutely or not. Hell so, no, I wasn't going to my grandmother and my great grandmother about so any I questions that I seen on TV just so they can give me this man, granny would have just told me I should she would have told me the truth and then told me I sh- need to stop thinking about that and yeah. Like no, just no. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolutely not. So and then I said, well, and then you were private with your body, so it was just like I'm gonna be honest. To this day, I still don't know when the body hair started coming. So I don't I know was, either. I just remember but, wanting it to be gone. Right. <laughs> only thing, only thing I physically seen change on her was the breast. That's it. But anything else? Yeah, I, I don't think see. I don't think I don't think you knew that I had armpit hair until I told you. Like, mom, I need to shave. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was, I was like, like, what? What did that happen? Where did that come from? You know. And I think I was, and I think when I realized that you had other hair, um, <laughs> was. I was in the bathroom and you was getting in the shower, out the shower, something that place. And when I looked, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, excuse me. Oh, you know, it was like, and I, in my mind, I was like, where did that come from? Because you never said anything. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get these books just in case she has any questions yeah <laughs> yeah because i was working so it was just like and at first you really wasn't open to it no because the first it was the first book with the girls like in their towels that yeah. book that was the first book because it was more so like, it was about hygiene and yeah. i think obviously like you're weirded out about your body like so you don't really want to read it and then it was more so it was more pictures and i think the pictures freaked me out more so than the words and then you bought me the girls talk book which was more words than pictures so i like like it's weird like i am a reader like i let me read something and then i like to visualize it myself 
Okay. Not you giving me this visual, and that's not the visual <laughs> I wanted to have. And I think I might have those books, so you know what? No, no, you gave them. No, you gave them to me to give to my little oh, sister. Give them to your sister. That's yeah, because right. she's that's nine, right. yeah. and yeah, I, I'm. She'll be ten in June, and I'm not gonna lie. I am like ding dong, ding dong. Like, when is this happening? <laughs> I'm like, no, because I'm not ready. You're gonna be the big sister. You yes, have to exactly. Like having, yeah. like having a little brother was so easy. Like ha- yeah. just having the ta- like the only thing I have to have worry about my little brother is just talking to him about sex, because I have to remind him like you're the boy in the situation. So sex is a big thing. Like you might not feel like it is, but that girl is, and you do not want to hurt her. And, and if you hurt a girl, I will hurt you. Like right. I'm getting him right. to understand. Like if a girl is crying and it's because of you. I'm punching you in your face, and that's right, it. Like as right. the big sister should. So with him, it's just sex, cause he's he will be thirteen. With her, it's puberty. It's boys. It's it's sex. The it's, whole it's, it's like, the whole un- the whole unemotional. Ugh, it's just too everything. much. It's just yeah, like everything. what the heck? And yeah. don't get me wrong. Like I know my dad is having these conversations, and I and I would like to say. She still think that sex is a bad word, so I'm. I feel like I'm in the clear. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm in the clear for yeah. now. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Like when Marcus says sex and he's talking about like genders, she be like, oh, "That's a bad word." I'm like, "Yes, she's yeah. yes, yeah, yes." And let it stay like that for her for a long time until she gets like twelve. <laughs> Yeah, when it's time for her to have that talk. Yeah, 12. Yeah. I'll be ready then. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. So. Crazy. Um, well, we kind of moved move through the questions. And I was going to say, how how did you feel about me approaching the conversation about sex? You know. I'm going to be, okay, can I tell you my reasoning behind it first? Because I was already getting brief talks with, between you and my dad. And at okay. that point, it was like, you know what? Y'all all are just beating around the bush. Bush, I'm about to have this conversation. I'm about to- I literally gave myself a pep talk, and I think I was like 12. No, I wasn't even 12. No, I was 10. I was like 10 or 11. Because we, we were still living with Nana and Granny. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I was 10. And I re- and you and my dad were already giving me brief talks about sex. And, at that- and I had the books, and I was just like, you know what? I'm ready to get this over with. I, I've always been that person that I'm just ready to get it over with. Like, just rip the Band-Aid off. Like, let's just, y'all keep building up is what's the big deal. So that's why I went down. That's why I went down to your room and was like, hey, I'm ready. Like, let's get this over with. <laughs> that's really, it wasn't because I was interested in sex or anything. It was more so because I was ready to get it over with. <laughs> And have this conversation. Yeah, once the conversation was over, I was like, "Great, now I ain't got to worry about it." <laughs> Cause you was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that." <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. like I really wasn't interested in sex at all. It was really just like, rip the bandaid off. <laughs> like, can y'all stop? Like, my dad up here telling me like, a boy don't let a boy pressure you into doing anything, and I'm like, what is anything? <laughs> But won't tell me what anything is. And then you're telling me, like, bad touch, good touch, all of this stuff. I'm like, you know what? We just about to really figure out what it is. What's up? Can a player just keep in touch? Like, we really about to figure it out. 
<laughs> because I was over it. I was so over it, Mom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get it. <laughs> like the build up, you gotta think. The build up started at six <laughs> about sex. And it was always cover your eyes, this, that, and third. Like by 10, it's like, yo. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> and I okay. think because I was so mature, that's the yeah. only reason why you had the conversation with me. Now, if a 10 year old and you know that they're immature, like, yeah. I was very, very mature. I was still a kid. I still knew my child's place. But I handled things. Like, I just want to remind our listeners that, like, I handle things and I process things as an adult. To this day, like, I am a very logical and analytical person. Like, as a kid, not to now. So, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to giggle and laugh. And, like, I was the kid in health class that when we were talking about sex and STDs, I took it, like, very serious. I didn't giggle like what's funny it's no it's not that serious so yeah that's the i think that's the only reason why you had that conversation with me because you were like i mean well i guess you have a period so i guess why not (laughs) why not like might as well you're already bleeding like that's the least i can do and 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 if if i'm correct it did it was I mean, graphic to the sense where she needed to know, where you needed to know the ins and outs. Yeah, like, I knew, I pretty much, I think it was graphic to where, like, it wasn't like, like, I've heard, like, some parents showing porn and stuff. It wasn't like that. It was more so, like, like, okay, this is oral sex, this is anal sex, this is, um, I don't think, and I think, and yeah, and I I can just, I can visualize your face right now. You was just, like, I was horrified, oh, guys horrified you was like people really do that i was, I was like, like why especially, <laughs> especially when it came to like the anal and the oral you was oh like my God. you know no so, i yeah. think it was to the anal into the in about like playing with boobs and stuff like that and to this day i don't like my boobs played with like to this day i like sorry yeah. babe sorry husband but to this day it'd be like why are you touching them like <laughs> just be like what? they're not even for you they're for my child like what it, like <laughs> That's the only reason why they're here. <laughs> like, yeah, they're not for yeah. your entertainment. Yeah, but you know, we got through it. Yeah. Now, I don't. I think my dad. I think I don't honestly think me and my dad had the full conversation because of me starting my period, and I think my dad was just in shock from there. That that's when my dad just stopped the whole sex conversation. <laughs> But she figured, oh, her mama handled it. Yeah, cause, cause, okay, this is this is how my dad handled me starting my period. We were leaving Dapsep one day. It was a Saturday. It was the weekend I was with him, and then all he asked me was, "Hey, you 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 prepared if, if <laughs> that happens? If what happens? Oh, that yes, the what?" That was literally that is at that moment at that moment I think my dad knew that he was screwed. <laughs> like <laughs> at that moment I think my dad knew that he was screwed. He is funny. And I told him like I told him like it was just like a like a few years ago I told him like dad don't do that to Adrian like do not do that to my little sister please don't. He is. Oh my God! Please, I told him I was like, you have to handle that better. <laughs> I was like, the way you handled that was terrible. He was like, you were my first. He was like, you were my first girl. What was I like? 
what was I supposed to do? Like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> like, I get it. But... Oh, my God. That's funny. It was, It's funny now. Though. But do you know how confused I was? Oh, uh, very. <laughs> like... <laughs> I stood, I stared, I think I just said yeah to say yeah, and then as I was walking, I realized what he was talking about, like, I honestly think I just answered just to answer it, <laughs> and then just, like, as I started walking with him, I'm like, oh, he's talking about that? Dog, it's not even that time of the month. <laughs> like, Dude. Oh my god! My dad is hilarious. Yeah, like, yeah, my dad is a Leo like me, so he's but except he's not as loud as me, so he's not as bubbly as me. So he's I'm awkward, but he's awkwarder. That's the best way I can describe it. So if you guys think I'm awkward, just imagine him ten times worse. Right. And that's like the way how I said it is like verbatim how I imagine it like how I remember it so obviously we can't just go in the time machine and like go back to that moment and see for sure but no I remember him stuttering I remember him not being able to look at my eyes like he was like he was like struck like oh crap my daughter's having a period like right he was he was definitely lost for sure definitely I believe he was yeah I could see it (laughs) Shoot, he was lost with every, like almost everything else. So right, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I can see it. <laughs> so we're talking about sex, talking about periods, talking about boys and all that stuff. How did you try to help instill confidence in me? Like, I would say, for me, I think is when you put me in dance. Yeah, yeah, and um. Not knowing then, but now what I know now, you know, letting you know that you um, were pretty no matter what. Um, Honestly, never- Mom, I don't think you need to, needed to tell me that. I think my head would have just got bigger. Because if anything, that's one thing I know for sure is that I am pretty. Oh, my God. So, honestly, you ain't need to tell me that much. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Letting you know that as a girl, you can do anything. Um, uh, Just just more or less just reaffirming. Affirmations. Affirmations. It is, oh, my God. And I didn't know that. And, and, and of course, I didn't know that's what it was then. But now now but just yeah reaffirming everything it's this mother and daughter duo on instagram scarlet her name is scarlet the daughter's name is scarlet and the mom's name is tina and i think that's the name scarlet and tina on instagram and Mm -hmm. it's what i love is it's a white mom and she has a mixed daughter her the the daughter is white and black but the daughter is black obviously she's black one drop of black blood you're black i don't care if you're mad hearing that and you but you are anyway and she does these affirmations where in the mirror every morning she tells her daughter, you know, she was like, repeat after me, I am beautiful, I am beautiful. 
my skin is beautiful my hair is beautiful i love my curls i love my skin and she just literally just posted a video earlier today of scarlet dancing to um brown skin girl and she broke out into happy tears because scarlet is dancing to this song about her having brown skin and she looks so confident you can tell she's so proud of having brown skin in these curls and it's like huh I want to do that one day. <laughs> like, I want to do that one day. Right, like, right. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, so just that. And, I mean, I even remember when we, you know, started transitioning our hair to be natural and stuff. And I remember when you was like, Mom, I don't like my hair curly. I'm not there yet, you know. But she was a little bit older, you know. And I kept saying, Lamar, I was like, you know, I know it's going to take some time, but you have beautiful hair, you know. Um, and now the flip side of that <laughs> is that you have embraced it and now. But you inspired I me to embrace it. So I think that's another thing that you might not see, but that's what helped my confidence, seeing you be confident, seeing you still embrace, you know, embrace your carols, embrace your curves, embrace everything, like, still want to dress up, still want to do all this. Like, seeing you do all that stuff, it's like, well, if my mom can do it and she's working two jobs and she's tired, what is my excuse? Yeah. And that's, and that's literally how, like, I started to look at it. And it's like, and then I'm not going to lie, like, being with Greg, it just helped. Like, yeah. he, like, he made me feel comfortable, too. And it was like, well, okay. All of these people are telling me I can do it. Let mm-hmm. me let me do it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's it. So to wrap up this whole thing, what do you think was the hardest conversation we've ever had? Um I don't know if you want me to say it. Oh my god. Is it about when I snuck a boy in the house? No. Oh, I know a conversation. Okay. Yeah, no. Can you gotta pick another one? <laughs> um, okay. All right. Although you were an adult when this happened, it's when you told me that um, you, were, you and Greg were together and Greg gave you a key to his apartment. <laughs> What? That was a hard conversation for you. Well, the reason why it was hard is because I knew at that moment that when he gave you that key and I told you, I said, Lamar's like, he's not looking for a girlfriend. He's looking for a wife. (laughs) Well, shoot. Four years later, here we are. Four years. Exactly. (laughs) That, That was a hard conversation for me because at that point, I Realize it was like was you were funny. actually like you have talked about cutting the apron strings off but it was like yeah yeah now and you then, actually cut them point, off that's when i realized that i was entering that empty nester syndrome that yeah, empty because i don't think yeah. me going away to school was a that was no no because no. i don't i don't think going away to school you're going to experience empty nest because if your kids still come back on the weekends yeah. like they still there they just not there yeah. all the time Right, that empty nest syndrome to me is when that kid moves out out and get their own place or moves out and they're married type of deal. But that was hard for me, um, letting you know 
that and all and, and although you were mature you were still kind of like teetering a little bit yeah because it was still scary because at the end of the day yeah. i was only 21 and greg was 27 28 i think he was 28 <clears throat> he was so, 27 about to be 28 and so, it was still like yo yeah and, so, and that's and that's when i had had to tell you i was like look because in my mind I was like what God gives a girl that he just met a key you know and although you told me yeah me and Greg no, we, yeah, we knew each other yeah you know I was like but still that was before this is now y'all two different people so I was like okay I can't she's grown I can't tell her what to do what not to do or whatever so and that's when I you know said Lamar this man gave you a key to his place and I was like, he's looking for a wife. He's not looking for a girlfriend. Um, a long time, a long time girlfriend. He's looking for a wife. And then I said, now this is where you can't. You got. You got to choose. I was like, you can't be the kid, the little girl, when it suits you. And then you want to be the grown. Excuse my language. Grown ass woman when you want to fuck. You got to step into your role as the woman. Um. So, I guess yeah. I did just that. <laughs> yeah, you did, and and don't, and that's not to say that you didn't hit a couple of bumps and bruises because you're still learning. You're learning him. You're learning how to live with a partner. You're learning how to share. You're still learning everything, but you stepped up to the plate and you're still doing it. And even now with being married, you're like, although y'all lived together before y'all got married, it's different because now you're a wife, you know, yeah. so you're still learning your role as a wife, yeah. you know. And, so, I, and um, I will say like, this is, this has been like the best learning experience since yeah. since that I've been have, like that I've ever had. Yeah, so I um that that was the last hard conversation that I had to have because not only was you finding your place in this world, well, finding your place, yeah, in this world, what you want to be, what type of woman you want to be, become, or I should put it out there, what type of woman you are, I had to accept my reality you're grown and I no longer have to I don't want to say no longer have to worry about you but no longer have to have my hands on you type of deal yeah 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 Yeah, well that kind of it's kind of cool that you said that because that's kind of going to be our next episode for next week and it's going to be about when to cut the apron strings oh oh gosh (laughs) so that is like yeah that you literally like i didn't even tell you to say that answer but that was a great segue (laughs) so (laughs) so make sure you guys tune in to next week's episode about when to cut the apron strings and we're going to get a little bit deeper into that answer what she just said about how hard it was to actually you know your child is no longer your baby like they're an adult now like how that transition goes so thank you guys so much for listening i hope you guys enjoy mimosas with mother and daughter and we will hopefully have you guys tune in next week see you guys we'll talk to you guys then (laughs) Bye. bye